Welcome to Kirby's Disc Golf World, the unfiltered, uncensored disc golf podcast where on the course conversations are brought to your ears. Your host, the Messiah we'd love to admire, Disc Golf Jesus, the one with all the holes in his game, Swiss cheese, and finally, the not so young anymore, JK Disc Golf. Fellas, how's the plastic been flying? Welcome to episode 106 of Kirby's Disc Golf World. We have a little bit of something different going on. Instead of Swiss this week, we have Editor Drew taking his place. Ooh, yeah, Editor Drew. Yeah. Hey, talk about some disc golf. Yeah, Editor Drew. <laughs> so yeah, um, to jump into it, I had a little bit of disc golf going on. We actually, Drew and I played around today, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. But I went to a local league. I had to go back home about an hour away from where I am right here. Got to play in a league at a course I don't really play too often in Antioch, Illinois. Random doubles. Super windy. It was like gusts of like 30 miles per hour. It, was, it, was, it wasn't necessarily the great disc golf conditions as well as the course was absolutely flooded. But disc golf, nevertheless, got to play in a league. I enjoy league settings, especially the more I've been going to putting leagues. I've noticed that I just like play like – like I've been getting a actually like a, a better disc golfer because it's like a real experience with like pressure and stuff. And so I don't really play in tournament settings, but it was fun. I got a, it was a little bit different off the rip. It we were supposed to like in this league partner up with an upper partner and a lower partner. I think that was like just based on like whatever you decide. And I don't know if I just like look like a bad disc golfer. I just, I don't know, but for some reason I automatically always end up in the lower pool. I just like, it's like assumed. Wait, you I don't, don't choose the lower pool? You don't choose the pool? I was so like there was a like one person from the lower had to step up to go to the upper after I was already just assigned because they didn't know me. They all kind of like just know each other. So they just assumed I was like lower. They didn't even ask. And yeah. then they were trying to like figure out like who was gonna step up to the upper. And I wasn't even offered. So I wasn't gonna be like, I'm good, let me like be upper. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you just wanted to win. Man, you didn't say wait, that. Wait, wait. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. After the random drawing, though, it ended up being I was partnered up with another lower division person, and there was two upper people that were like, try dude, I don't know, I don't know if I was just like what was going on, but they were like doing the most complicated ways to figure out the teams. And I feel like there was just, like such an it, easy solution, but I didn't want to be the guy question. like did to be like guys. Is it the same people that run the BFW putting league? It's not the exact. No, it's not. But they they go to that putting league because that putting league runs fucking ran really weird and the tournaments run really weird and i just thought it was the same fucking people but yeah that's so. yeah it's just i don't they just didn't understand i feel like if you've been in sports and maybe like being in wrestling specifically where oh, they don't understand made, care, like the way a tournament works yeah that that happened that happened at the antioch one you, yeah they don't it's understand like how to bracket a tournament and yeah, and it's, a, it's just super easy to like actually, but whatever. I got partnered with this lower, like lower dude. We were both lower against whatever, and I was cool with it. I didn't no complaints. We went, did our thing, played. I would say an overall decent round. Like overall, it was we kind of had each other's back the entire time. Like I would put us like in circle one, miss the circle one putt. He would hit the circle one putt. He would put us in there. I would hit the putt. It was pretty much like this whole back and forth thing until hole seventeen where we just double bogeyed like the dumbest double bogey ever. Like we were chilling. And then that ended up um, putting us, yeah. And they they played weird OB rules, so I got we got like into circle two, and then basically the basket was cut in half in circle one. So you basically had half of the landing zone, and then half of the landing zone was completely OB if you went a little bit long and a little bit to the left. So both of our shots, we were like too scared to run the OB, and then we had an eighteen footer putting directly at the basket, and my partner went OB off. Like the first shot, and I in my head, you know, I was like, we could lay up right here, and we could. But we were still in position to par, and I felt like we were all right. So I, I went, for, <laughs> I went for the butt, and I, I bought the butt. That, seven, <laughs> hole seventeen. You're not, you don't shoot well at that course. No, dude, it's always hole seventeen. Literally, last yeah. league, this is the reason I took second too. But the best part is, we were then got to take our like relief. We were about eight feet away from the basket, and we both whiffed it that's why i hit the cage <laughs> both just absolutely missed it and then going into the final hole surrounded by water or whatever mm -hmm. my partner lands a little bit short and i was just like i'm just gonna bomb it i'm just gonna like throw a firebird hard and just like whatever and all i could think was like 
I wonder what the scores are right now. Cause I didn't think it was, I wasn't confident in my minus nine. I was like, it was whatever. Yeah. But I, I just told him, I was like, I was enough where I was like, do I have to like really give this a run? And then he like looks at me, he goes, make it. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and he's like, you make it, we win. And I'm like, oh my God. We were like about 80 feet away, right off the cage. That one, my heart dropped. And my partner went right off the chains. And then we go into a playoff. And in the playoff, we are against the two upper division guys. So we already were like, oh, that shit. was like, so right there, I'm like, okay, we need to win. Like, we have to win now. We're like, there's just no way. So go to hole one, beautiful drive, put us with like within like 20 feet, partner, whatever, like not not closer. We watch the two guys band two 25 footers. We Damn. then band two 20 footers going into hole two. Then I hit a tree like immediately for first available tree. Partner picks me up, puts us in like 20 feet. He misses the putt. I bang the putt in after they put two ace runs. So that was like scary because I really thought I was about to lose through like a skip ace run on the league. I was about to be like, if I'm going to lose, that's the way to lose. But yeah. going on hole three. And then we have to, we also lost like the flip. So we are driving first every single hole. Hole three, my turn to drive first. Absolutely park job. Don't have to worry about it. And the whole three is easy, guys. So they just parked it two. Moving on to hole four. Parker puts us in. That's one that Quinn aced. Yep, yep. Super yeah. short. You should be birdie in that one. <laughs> like if you don't birdie it, that's on you. Going into hole four, though, we both put ourselves in circle one. I hit the 22-footer, I would say, for birdie. They would have to force to continue, and they both missed the putt. The lower division guys taking it down. Woo! If you're in the upper division and you miss like three 20 footers in a row, Dude, like, right, right. both of them too. Like but, if they're both uppers, yeah. that's kind of the best yeah, part can... too. Is I had to like when we were walking back to the, like the parking lot, since we're at whole force, so we had to walk back through everything. One of the upper division guys kept telling me how they had an advantage and how it was unfair because they had this advantage, which I just didn't understand why he was telling me after we beat them. Like yeah. I don't care if you have the advantage. Like we we won. Yeah, you guys lost. You guys, <laughs> but it's okay. It was overall yeah. fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. super windy though. Super well, windy. Like right now, we're at a time where it's nice enough to go disc golfing, but it's also like super wet and muddy. Like what, yeah, the courses are fucking terrible. When yeah, you can go, you have to go. I feel like no matter. That's why. Yeah. That's why you should do more indoor stuff, like putting leagues and stuff. No, that's definitely that's definitely a plus being indoors. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to the putting league this week. I don't know if you and Swiss are, but Drew and we're actually bringing Noah to this putting league. Oh shit! Wait, which one? Which one? Where is it? Is it at bar. the bar? Or is it at the fucking the bar? At the bar. Yep. Shit! If if I go and Swiss doesn't go, we can we can be. Partners. I feel like if you go, Swiss has to go, and I got insider information that Swiss says he's already called work tomorrow. So if Swiss <laughs> isn't there, I'm gonna be mad disappointed. Yeah, but he's sick. He's not here. Yeah, wait. He's sick in quotations. No, he's he's <laughs> uh, he's sick. So he's fucking. So he's not here. I I don't know if he's gonna go. Um, yeah, I just gotta see if I can work it out. Maybe maybe I'll go. But he's sick but enough to call into work right now. But tomorrow could feel better. Yeah, he'll be he'll be healthy enough know. to go. Go fucking putting tournament. At least he'll have like a real excuse for why he's bad. Like I'm sick. Shit, <laughs> man. I uh, like like the problem is like last time. See, Drew Drew is fucking with me. That I didn't realize like how bad I shot last with my partner, and like uh, you, like you got to redeem yourself. And what if you get partner? Like if anyone gets partner, we don't win. Like come on. I that's that's no. <laughs> Because if, if like I need to get partnered up, it's going to be me and Swiss. And me and Swiss don't, uh, won't work well together. And like what both of us like, be like, what did you just say, Jefferson? We're not good at putting. Yeah, but like, I, f- I don't know. Last time, I actually did pretty decent. And like, I didn't know how good I was doing like until the end. Because yeah, I, you, had to, I had to put my partner on my back. I had to carry yeah, him. You, 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 were, you were shooting really well. Like you, like, you were shooting really well. Me, on the other hand... Me and my partner, we were trash. We were absolutely fucking garbage. Like you're banking though. Oh fucking the the, se- the second open. station, I was fucking fire. Like I missed <laughs> one shot from the second station the whole time. But it was the other no. station that had my numbers. So we're gonna we're we're pretty much just this entire league now. If we're bringing like five or six people every time, so that's pretty dope. But that'll be fun. 
Um, there, yeah. So hopefully we dominate the putting league, and we'll talk about that next week on the podcast. But we actually, again, this we have live disc golf back this week after the all or last last week, and we had the all star events. We're gonna do a little bit of a recap on that. First off, I think I I had um, I'm pretty sure I had Team Ricky. I think we Ricky. all picked Team Ricky. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Which, I, think we, I think just looking at it, I think we all picked Team Ricky. Like I, know, I think I the know, first thing we should say to like even without that is like what did did you watch the all star event read uh no this is also a topic we we didn't bring up that we were going to talk about but we're going to talk about um i did not watch the all star event because i am the one person in this podcast that doesn't have dgn and refuses to buy dgn what i watched i would watch youtube when it's the final day and them changing it to the first day is the biggest mistake that they could make no all right, anybody that watches that on YouTube is not going to buy it. We, we should just take that as consent, consent that anybody's watching it on YouTube is not buying it on DGN. They're watching it on YouTube and watching it for free. You will get, I'm going to guess, I'm going to actually check because I, I won't watch the first day. The only reason I watched it on YouTube is because it was a final day and I can watch top guys going for the win, top girls going for the win. I'm going to watch it. The first day, you don't know who you're going to get. You don't know go. You might get Paul Macbeth, Corey Ellis, John Smith, and Joe Schmo. You don't know, like, it's, it's going to be absolute garbage. You get all the ad revenue and all everything on the final day, and you're going to get, because there was like 1,500 people or 3,000 people watching it on YouTube. I'm willing mm. to bet they don't get half that. They, they might get 1,000 at the most. You think they'll get 1,000 viewers on first day of Vegas? That's your prediction? First day of Vegas, I, probably not. I'm first day of Worlds, maybe. Like I'm talking, like okay. I so what's your prediction then? First day of Vegas, what what number? What number would you see that you're like, oh, maybe this isn't as big as a deal as I thought? Is it the feature card though? Is it always? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, but isn't the feature card random? No, no, they that have one... like some like they have like a criteria. Oh, so have, like, it's the person who won it last year. And then it's um, the event sponsor. They put someone in there. And then I don't know about the other two, actually. This week's winner. Okay. That's week's winner. So it's like exciting disc golfers, I feel like. I, I mean, not uh, as exciting as I, I still don't think, like, yeah, I still don't think it's going to get at, like, I don't think it's going to have as much. I don't know. Because I don't remember, like, what the top things are. But if it's less than a, if it's less than a thousand, you have to be upset about it. Okay. Like I, but I don't like I. I see why they're doing this. Is like, oh, they're entice people. I saying that it's the first day. People are gonna glance over it. I think being being so, that a person that watched it on YouTube and watched it religiously on YouTube, like at nine o'clock, turning it on, putting on the FPO. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it for the first day, and it's a Friday. People are at work. People are like. People are have shit like it's a big it's a big deal. This is not a Sunday. It's it'll be like a football Sunday when it's on the final day. I just I so think do you think that, that is there a number that's so low or the DGPT like you think has to switch it back to Sunday? I, I don't think I don't think they will. I don't think. Or you think I, they're just gonna ride it out this year? Yeah, they, I think they'll ride out for like I think it's they won't see a problem. They they'd rather. Lose out, but I don't think I don't know. I I just but don't think they'll do it. The only difference between that and Jomez is like DGN is live on YouTube for the first yeah. round, if I'm not mistaken. Why would you like why wouldn't you just watch Jomez the first three days or two, however long the tournament is, and then have the last day live streamed? I think well, that that's yeah, two different it's two different companies, but that's like that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like they But that's what people do. The people like They'll wait, like, I mean, the loyal fans will wait for, like, Jomez and stuff like that, but, like, yeah. having the last day, like, you see the whole... Yeah, um, it's everybody. It's just asinine right. what, like, I I just don't know why they're changing, like, they decided to change this. And this was, like, All-Star wasn't on YouTube at all. And going back to the All-Star, mm -hmm. if, like, you want you want a fucking, like, an award and, like, you want a sweepstakes and like you get any ticket, free ticket, fly you out to where it is, uh, 
hotel, everything paid for, and you get free tickets to the, any tournament you're choosing. Besides worlds, because I think that's what you guys like most people would say. We'll yeah, just take probably. worlds out of it. What tournament would you go to? Mine would be the All Star tournament. I think the all like I'm a big fan of the All Star game of all sports. The All Star game of fucking basketball just happened. I like skills competition. Huge fan of that shit. And that that's one of the reasons. Like if I, if I want like All Star would be my fucking tournament. Like I thoroughly enjoy the gimmicky shit that they do. I I would want more gimmicky shit. Like I would love more gimmicky shit. Like instead of the like I. I would love instead of them throwing through like like just ropes, I want like posts. I would say that was my problem with that is like it was just so lame. Like I want something more defined where it's like you know what you're going around, you know what you're going through, not just like a rope where it's like now you're going over, now you're going under. Like it just I feel like that was the same complaint last year and they made no changes at all. Yes, but I understand it's it's hard to get a post that's like that small to hang that well and mm-hmm. to do it like if it was a if it was a bigger pose like they can make it work out but i'm fine with like i would love for it to be like a post and like cut fucking cut something out and have it that but i'm no i i think i think i think i agree but even like with the all-star game i feel like they're pretty close to the uh festivity i mean I know the skills challenge. I I think uh, viewing the skills challenge would be kind of cool because the people who weren't participating in that skill challenge were on like with the other pros, you know, talking to fans and stuff. So like while they were doing the accuracy challenge, I know Calvin was just chilling around and stuff like that. So I mean, you you do get the interaction with the pros that you probably would not get at a different tournament because yeah, that, yeah, that that's that's playing. also it's, it's it's more of a laid back style. It's more like it's more of like I I think it's more of like a tight. Like connection too. Mm-hmm. Okay, same question. If you guys were getting, if you get in the sweepstakes, what tournament are you gonna go to besides Worlds? I'm going to USTGC, and like it's funny because I see it almost as like the same as what you're saying is like gimmicks. Because I enjoy like the gimmicks of USTGC. I like throwing through the gate. I like throwing, navigating the mandos. I think it just works there. And like, to me, I just like, I like seeing the pros have like a little bit of extra that they have to go around. And it's so iconic in my mind where I just, I want to be at USDGC. Yeah. You, you miss, you miss out on the FPO though. Well, there's no play the course. Oh, right. cool. cool. I like Winthrop. I don't really care that it's like the United States is called championship. I like the course uh, like itself. Uh, it's true. Um, I'm going off a of course beauty. Like I've never been to this event, but, um, so I don't know how the spectator stuff works, but I'd probably go to Maple Hill. Honestly, I uh, I think it's just a beautiful course, and like watching a course that's super hard and pros dissect it, like they do. I mean, I feel like that'd be super cool to watch and just the views and stuff. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, Maple Hill's the greatest course ever. I, I love that. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I had to fucking salvage fucking Swiss cheese. Dope. Like if you didn't do it, I was doing it. <laughs> she's fucking loves that course. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just I think it's a nice course though, from what yeah. I've seen. I, I I don't know. I kind of like because the only like big course that I've played that disc golfers play is really um, Blue Ribbon. So may, maybe I want to see them play Blue Ribbon, but no, I think that all like. For what it is and what it ha- what it stands for, but team team Ricky won team win who won team Ricky, team Ricky. won team Ricky yeah, won, team won and fucking Ricky dropped out. Yeah, but that was due to what some flare up in his wrist due to Lyme. So like that was it seemed a little sudden. It kind of was just a little sudden. Sudden. So Corey Ellis ended up taking his spot. Fucking. Dominating. He said they're they, they, they dominated the last day. Fucking Conrad was the only one that lost. Yeah, I mean, like the one, like when looking at that team, like Simon Lazat going out. I mean, I guess I want to go like we can go like from the beginning, beginning. So day one skills competition. The only thing I can really like highlight that was like super cool was Hokum getting that ace. That was pretty cool. Like to end it off with that, someone had um, to do it. Didn't. Uh, so didn't fucking was it was it uh 
Manahanu that scored the most points. In, in the, the putting, the putting yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the putting. Like, she scored the most points in the putting. Evelina scored the most points in, like, the accuracy, yeah. the FPO. Fucking. Uh, who, Evelina lit that up, man. She was on fire. the fucking crazy roller? Should, should rollers count in fucking distance? Uh, are you talking about for MPO? Because Kyle yeah. had the uh, longest. For Kyle MPO. Klein had like a six ninety eight one or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roller. Yeah. I think that th- I think they count. You think they? You think they count? I think they count. I think wasn't, he made he it- the, wasn't he the very last to throw? Like it, like no, that roller no. was on his last throw. No, okay. Uh, I think it was. Is like fifth or fourth throw, I think. Okay, so he still thought the roller was his last. Because then he, yeah, he has okay. He threw like a six. He he had like a six forty eight one. He had a bomb roller, which made him like be able to continually throw rollers. And then he threw the farthest one on his last shot. So yeah, it was his last one that counted. Because I think uh, his his first two were just were air, air shots, shots, but they were yeah. still bombs. No, I mean. I think having the um, out of bounds in the distance makes the roller like actually difficult because you could just throw a roller down there, not worried about any like lines and stuff. But mm-hmm. actually having to hit like a inbounds area with a roller, I think actually there is some skill in that. For can we distance. talk about like the disappointment of like Simon Lazat? What, what was it oh, though? Because in his singles round and doubles round, he no, I'm, I'm just talking about like oh. strictly distance. Like that, his distance competition skills. I, I, him and Ella Hansen both just like were, I was expecting a lot. Granted, Simon did didn't disappoint me as much as Ella Hansen did. Like, and maybe it was like the pressure finally got to her of like breaking the five hundred foot thing. But she only had one disc and bounce, and it was like three hundred feet. Damn. I, yeah, because I, I I honestly didn't watch him. Yeah, that's that's sad because she she usually just sets it on fire. That's that sucks. But um. Yeah, so I I didn't know Simon. I knew Simon. I didn't know Simon laid an egg on his first day. I know he lit the fuck up on his other two days. I knew he shot the hot round of the MPO. So I knew he looked really good throwing fucking his new company. So it transition like smooth. Yeah. So, but you know who's not throwing a new company? Even though he said he left the company, Gannon Burr. Yeah, this one's getting a little bit more tricky to talk about because you don't really necessarily oh, know everything. All right. By the way, FPO team Allen won. We forgot to say that. Congratulations to yeah, her. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Uh, like we all wanted team own own had the more fun team, and we picked the more fun team over the more fucking. I think the Lexus. I think Alexis getting forty four and beating every single MPO player is is actually awesome. I think it's cool. Yeah, she, she went crazy like, from that that one station where she got all of them. That was insane. I think that was five. It's like elevated too. They're putting on the elevated basket from like yeah, she yeah she shot really like. She, I think she continually showed her putting off in the doubles and singles too. Like she continually mm-hmm. showed that she is on the verge of being a more notable name. Yeah, the doubles was cool. Like yeah, she shot really well. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think that that Katrina Allen team had a lot of. They have a lot. They had a lot to prove. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, and and when you have like yeah, Ella Hansen not really doing what she needed, Maria not doing looking the best at putting. But we really got to talk about putting. Hannah maybe had the ugliest putt at all on the doubles day. I don't know what happened, but it was it was pretty bad. But yeah. It we happens. have fucking cat merch caring more about Mr. Leha, Leha or Leahy. <laughs> Dude, and like that. the astronaut <laughs> backpack, that was dope. Yeah. Fuck that it. was all dope. But All-Star event, I think overall was a success. I think it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Kind of a good kickoff to the season. But before we jump into the Las Vegas challenge, we do have to talk about Gannon Burr and this yeah. prodigy suing him. Yeah. Basically the- what we – what came yeah. out is he left the company. He said uh, he, he just dropped it randomly. I I'm have out. the whole timeline if you want it. Yeah, throw up that timeline. Well, I don't. Know. I just can say it right now. Okay, uh, so basically what happened was originally Ganimber sent a email in November to Prodigy talking about wanting to renegotiate and get out of his contract of Prodigy. So I'm assuming just because they weren't gonna pay him and he just extended last year, and I can't imagine. What he was getting paid then could be anywhere near in his mind what he should be valued at now. 
So they're trying to get out of that. And on January 13th, Burt emailed Prodigy invoking a 30-day clock to terminate his endorsement contract on the basis of multiple material breaches on his contract. And, of course, Prodigy's attorneys denied any of these, but Burr wanted to say five things that broke his contract. And instead of going through everything, we're just going to talk about these five things that he believes were broken from Prodigy's perspective. The first being he did not receive a Rookie of the Year commemorative disc despite being promised he would get one. He said this in late November and early December 2021. He exchanged messages on Facebook and texts about the Rookie of the Year disc and then ideas and go as far as that he mocked up his own design and sent in his own design that he thought would look good on a disc. And then he brings up the point that when Luke Humphreys won Rookie of the Year. He got two Rookie of the Year discs. And when Isaac Robinson last year or this year won the DGBT Rookie of the Year, within a month he got his own commemorative disc when Pro or Gannon didn't get anything. And he wonders why he got treated differently. The second bre breach, he says, is that even though he, that his mom and him were told that they could see those discs uh, the sales reports at any time they've never been shown and even after being told by lawyers that they uh, to grant it there was confusion saying that some of Luke Humphrey's sales were put on Gannon's sales report and then it all just kind of being a little bit concerning and not being all valid. The third breach Burr did not get to pick which disc would be his signature series. Prodigy just told him what it was going to be and even though he was promised two of them he only ended up getting one. Fourth Prodigy's disc quality overall is poor and molds are inconsistent. And the, the, for me, I thought this was like a really weak argument. I thought this was something that he was just saying to kind of like further the narrative of just Prodigy's not a good company. But then to go back and there was text message shown as far back as June 2021, claiming that flashing being was a main concern on the disc. To go as far as he was given disc to sell at one of his clinics and he couldn't even sell most of them because of the edging was so bad that it was actually caused injury to some of the players and he didn't want to sell a disc to that because he didn't feel right. That being said, as well as their prodigy is changing molds, saying that the same PA3 putter that he used during the USDGC is no longer the same PA3 mold, even though it's being sold as so. I even talked about to Will Sustrick, who didn't know, as well as other people high up on prodigy saying, yes, the mold is different. So now Gannon has to throw or either has to use the putter with his name on it that he doesn't have confidence in, or he has to use a putter that doesn't even have his name on it. Fifth, and the final one that we're going to talk about is he was owed, he was owed $500 in unpaid bonuses. $300 was due for PDGA points in the season and $200 for PDGA player rating standings, and he didn't get paid for either one in time. Basically, he said he sent that email and said that these needed to be solved within the next 30 days. If not, the contract was going to be terminated. And then February 13th, there was a follow-up email stating that nothing besides the $500 bonus was resolved and stating that the Prodigy contract has now been terminated, which is why on February 13th, we saw the Prodigy video released from Gannon Burr stating that he was leaving the company. Yep. And now they... There's everything. There's so much more. There's so much more. Yeah. I, we're stopping there. Yep. Yeah, and now they're suing him for breach of contract, which we've never seen, and we probably. And there's still a chance this is handled in-house, right? There is still a chance where it all just smooths over, but we might not see that. And like, it gets even weirder when you realize that Ganonburg's a minor and that his mother's co-signed and everything, and where we get to talk about like all of that. You're Who muted knows? for a second. You're muted for a second if you want to repeat that. Oh. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, there's weird stuff with that and weird. I don't know. It's just a whole weird situation. So, do you think, like, go, I thought, like, the, the thing was we saw day one of Las Vegas, the big news was he walked <laughs> with an unmarked duffel bag, no project gear, wiped stamps. Like, that, like, we saw him kind of trying to rebel, but then going to kind of like that final day was wearing a Prodigy hat, had his Prodigy bag. Yeah. What do you think moving forward we're going to see? Are we going to see Gannon just represent Prodigy and eat it? Or are we going to see, like, more of a holding back? I think, I think he has to – I yeah, I think he has to eat it until he's 18. I think it's when he, when he turns 18, he'll be done. And, and then they'll leave and everything will be out of the way. But, yeah, to leave and to – even like I, I I thought it was in bad taste when he left, and then he's still throwing um, 
he's still throwing it at the tournament in our unmarked bag. And then that's after that's before the contract and the, him being sued came out. So then I realized, but I was, mm-hmm. yeah, if he, if like, if he went to that and this cut, like, and this suing didn't come out, I would have been pissed off that he's throwing prodigy. I wouldn't give it like, if you go, if you say you left the company and you're not throwing mm-hmm. the company anymore and you show up and you throw in prodigy and you're not being sued, you're making a fucking mistake. I don't give a shit what you're throwing. I don't care if it's a Nova with the stamp swiped. I don't care if it's fucking, Lightning discs. I don't give a fuck. Just don't be throwing Prodigy, the company you said you you left. But mm-hmm. after the suing came out, I'm like, okay, I'm fine with him throwing Prodigy because it's obviously he has to throw Prodigy because he's under contract and he's and he's getting sued. So this is just to cover his ass. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder too if Prodigy. I mean, I know earlier was it earlier this year, or late last year, they marked down their discs. Um, I wonder if they realize how big of an asset Gannon actually is. Um, One point five million. Yeah, that's what they. That's what they said they're gonna lose if Gannon barely leaves. One point five wow. million, and I think yeah. they're like, I think they're in dire need. I think Gannon's their last hope. Like not their well, last hope. Like, but, it, but it, them, if they lose that one point five million, that might be enough for them to lose fucking the fucking brand and everything. Well, and to see like the position that. Prodigy's in in their court documents. It's here's a quote. It says, "Ganon Burr's departure would also leave Prodigy Discs without a high-profile PDJ athlete under contract for the quickly approaching 2023 season." That's include they're discrediting Kevin Jones, Isaac yeah. Robinson, Kayla Visca, Luke Humphreys. Like, like I just if you're not valid, yeah. those are your high-profile yeah. players. Then I know, and uh, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, that's. I don't but know. I feel like uh, I feel like that's on them though. They they lost how many high profile um big name. Well, that's the other thing that we don't even know about. Apparently, Drew Gibson's going out saying and has text messages uh, from sources that he claims are super reliable, saying that Prodigy also tried to sue Dickerson as well as Paige Pierce, but other lawyers were able to handle the situation. Granted, that is wow. all alleged from Drew Gibson, so who the no who knows if that's true or not. But he did go out to it. say that and put it on Twitter. Yeah, Pro- Prodigy, Pro- Prodigy kind of seems like the fucking Karen of the fucking disc golf community. Like definitely now. I, I, I wish I could fucking transition into fucking uh, brand this right now, but we're not doing that one. We're actually doing another one. But we still got to talk about the Las Vegas Open or the Las Vegas Challenge. 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 Las Vegas Challenge. All right. We're going to make some predictions, I guess. So we, I'll make Swiss Cheese's first. Swiss Cheese would like to say that he thinks... Um, Evelina. Yeah, Evelina. And Calvin Heinberg are gonna win the Las Vegas challenge. He's a little delirious. Sorry. Yeah, personally I just don't agree, but it's okay. Yeah. Um who do you think's gonna be winning the Personally, I think we you know it's it's Tatar. Obviously, she's gonna win basically every event this year in my mind. So I'm gonna go with Kristen Tatar on the FPO side, and then we're going with my boy Gannon Burr. Winning the NPO side despite adversity, not dropping Prodigy's name at all during any interview. Oh, that's gonna be wrong because he's always throwing hashtag fucking Prodigy on his fucking post. So yeah, obviously, he's not, gonna say, he's not gonna say he's not gonna say thank you Prodigy discs. He's like thank you for cutting up my hand with all this edging. Damn. He said, there you go, Gannon burst into edging. Uh, there you go, Drew. Who do you think is gonna win? Um, I mean, I was gonna say Kristen Tatar, but I feel like I gotta be original. I got I got one in the back of my head. We're going with Holland Hanley on the FPO side. Damn. It's definitely a, a in the dark pick. Um I don't know why I picked her. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh, there you go. I do have reasons behind this MPO pick. We're All gonna right. pick Isaac Robinson. Ooh, I feel like you can't really judge a lot off of um the all-star weekend. I mean, he didn't do the greatest. I feel like his potential was way higher, but he was still out there hitting like 50 foot putts. So I feel like um, he'll definitely show out. Uh, if he doesn't start out ahead, I feel like he'll kind of trail. Maybe even win from the chase card. Damn. Drop it. My prediction. Um, okay. I got two FPO picks. Paige Shoe is going to win it. That's, that's not true. Whatever. Move on. Now she throws the buzz at us. She valid. 
No, if no. she comes out and she gets a top 15, mad respect. Yeah. Mad All respect. Right. Well, my, fine. If you don't like my page shoe pick, um, I'm going to go with Cat Merch. Love that pick, though. All right. Cat Merch is going to win this bitch. And then for the MPO, um, let's go Paul McBeth. Because I think Paul McBeth's going to do some crazy things this year. Like win the last week. You Vegas went anti my prediction for the season. Like he's gonna win like USDGC and Worlds in the same year. Maybe Las Vegas Challenge. Maybe win European Open too. Just fucking maybe. Just just, just if, you, if you're interested in, I'm trying not to cut you off. We both stop at the same time. If you're interested in staying along with the Las Vegas Challenge, Swiss, Drew, and I will actually be there covering the entire thing, putting out a lot of different content over on not only the Disc Golf World YouTube channel, but as well as all the other social media platforms. That being said, we're going to be moving on to the next segment, which is going to be a new one on the podcast, I believe. I don't think we've done that one yet. Oh, we've done this one. We've done this we, one one time, so we're going to do a little bit of recap of we, that. Well, we've done it a couple of times. we just we've done it a done couple it times. Now it's got a name. Pick a pro where the dudes match up a pro with some sort of item, be it an NFL team or Thanksgiving dish. Let's see where the pros match up this week. All right, all right, all right. It's pick a pro. We're doing McDonald's menu. So we're going to pick a McDonald's menu item and match that with the pro. Let's jump into it. Starting off, we got the big top dog. Ricky Waisaki, of course, he matches up with that Big Mac top of food item, but there's a few people that absolutely hate the Big Mac, and there's a few people that absolutely hate the big uh, hate the Ricky Waisaki. Anybody got anything to say about the Big Mac? Like, to me, you got it. All right, I, I feel like this works. He's definitely uh, cemented himself in disc golf. Uh, I think it works, too, because, as you can see, he's got another layer of bread, that big contract that he just signed with Dynamic Disc. Um, making know, that money exactly. It's unfortunate that one of the layers is uh in crypto, but we'll just leave that conversation for another day. Yeah, one thing I gotta <laughs> say about like the Big Mac too that I, in my opinion, is a tad overrated. And you know what? Look at my sake, maybe a tad overrated. It's a bit bizarre. That's how people. Uh, top item at McDonald's. Everybody will say it. It's the fries. The top item in disc golf right now is Kristen Tatar. I think this fits really well. Long blonde hair. Even though she dyed her hair brown now. Fucking crazy. So she doesn't have the long fucking fry hair anymore. But <laughs> Kristen Tatar fries. I think it fits really well. I think so, too. It's definitely consistent, it's too. It's a consistent... You always, you never get like a different fry. I feel like unless it's burnt, but that's like we'll, a couple. And, like, and the, the one thing is when we see like a Kristen Tatar fall or whatever when it's bad, it's like the same thing McDonald's fries. Because when you get the unsalted McDonald's fries, it's just a bad experience. Yeah, Kristen Tatar doesn't do it. Too soggy. Like if the McDonald's fries are fucking bad, they are bad. Yep, <laughs> and that's Tatar basically. basically. Yep, it's well. Oh, this is nostalgia. We're glad he came back into our lives. He's a little fruity, a little tangy. He's high C orange, and it's Eagle McMahon. Like, the the layoff he was having, the shortened schedule he had last year, we're glad he's back, and fucking the millennials are fucking praising his name. Lava orange punch burst thing. Definitely, yeah. And when it goes away, everyone just crying for it back, man. Yeah. It's true. It's true. A lot of imitators of the high C. And there's only one high C orange. It's not vegan. <laughs> there you go. It, it, it has a no byproduct in it now, just to make it more delicious. This is a trash sandwich, but there's a there's a certain people that like it. It's fucking the fillet of fish. Don't know why it's around, but it always shows up, and there's always the old fucking. Old heads fucking uh, raving about it. It's Joel Freeman. <laughs> I don't know anyone that's ever ordered a fillet of fish. Quinn, Quinn orders a fillet of fish with. I thought it with, was. With you no gotta try it, right? I mean, with no tartar sauce. Joel Freeman. Uh, it's just kind gross. of there, in my opinion. Yeah, and Joe, Joe Freeman's gross, and he <laughs> just looks like a guy that maybe orders a fillet of fish too. <laughs> 
Oh man, these used to be amazing. Back when they were fried, they've just lost that fried, that deliciousness. They're still good. And it was a lot better when you can get like one for a buck and like two for a buck fifty or something like that. Back when they were cheaper. Um, they're the apple pie, and like I've said, I'm I'm hoping she fucking tears it up this year, and her and Tatar are fighting for like championship after championship. Paige Pierce, so I can just quit talking about how she used to be good, and she's lost that thunder ever since she put a ring on it. Not saying that they're fucking walk hand in hand, walk hand in hand, guys. I don't know. I feel like you pretty much nailed it, in my opinion. That's everything that I want to say. You already said. <laughs> yeah, like. The, the the apple pie at fucking McDonald's is good, but well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Paige Pierce, you don't have Paige Pierce without the five times after it. I feel like that's known in the past, so everybody knows that the apple pie was just the like the greatest oh. at one time. At one time, now it kind of yeah. lost its touch and stuff. But yeah, either way it's, you look at it, it was great. great. Yeah, but you're not gonna be you won't be happy. Oh, he's big and he's tasty. That's right out of hold, and he's the big and tasty. I think the name just like I, say, I, think I don't know Ezra, the name, but the name works. I I think Ezra, big and tasty Adderhold. I think just flows off the top. We could sign we could sign that off right now. <laughs> we might have to get that in the works. There you go. I think that's just funny, fun and works. Um, I think this is this is most ordered food item at McDonald's. This is the creme de la creme. It doesn't have that bullshit lettuce. It just has ketchup, mayonnaise. Two fucking patties with cheese, quarter pound with cheese. It's the fucking top item, top disc golfer, Paul McBeth. No bullshit, just fucking goes in there and fucking straight to the point. Yeah, and everybody, the people that hate the Big Mac love the quarter pounder. That's true. That's true. And, and for the say, like quarter pounder is more flashy. Fucking quarter. I mean, sorry, Big Mac's more flashy. Like Ricky, fucking. Quarter pounders, no bullshit, like Paul McBeth. Yeah, double po- quarter pounders, kind of in your face, does what it is. It's gonna be good. You're in and you're out. Boom. There is a group of people that don't think this sandwich works. It's sweet, it's salty, and it takes a little bit longer to cook. It's the McGriddle, and it's also Nicola Casho. Grills are fantastic. Yes, they're, they're, the Skeevy Stoner holds this in production. The Skeevy Stoner holds Nico the Cash Show in production. I don't know. Those just work. Yeah. And they do. It's, it's something that like is weird. I feel like... I And you want to know what's funny? Like This is like the like one of the items where I think, because we're going to be playing this game earlier, I think Nico the Cash Show gets a McGriddle. Like I could see him going to get a McGriddle before the fucking before his tournament, eating a McGriddle before the tournament. Uh, that's definitely true. I, I mean, unless he's got to get there before eleven, though. He's got to get there before eleven. Bland, boring, needs that sauce, just like Calvin Heinberg needs his fucking hair. Chicken nuggets, Calvin Heinberg, chicken nuggets work so well. Look at him. Like, you you gotta get sauce with chicken McNuggets. That's fair. You're yeah. weird if you don't. Trash. That's true. That's true. What sauce though? What sauce? I go sweet and sour. Uh I I used to be a straight sweet and sour person, but now I'm uh I do one sweet and sour, one barbecue. I just don't want to be the guy that asks for one of each. I ask for one of each. I, I get ranch and barbecue. That's mine. Yeah, sweet sweet and sour barbecue. Um, the Mulan Sweshwan sauce. That's fucking dope too. Fantastic. Um, who the fuck orders these, and who the fuck cares about this person? There's select fifteen year olds and fucking millennials that never got over them. McFlurries are fucking trash, and so is Brody Smith. I like McFlurries. I'm not gonna lie, they're not. Yeah, I, don't yeah, order I go M and M. M and M. Trash. I like McFlurries too, but I feel like the ice cream machine's always broken. I feel like that relates to Brody Smith. I feel like yeah, every he- time. He always has an excuse. Every time you drive up to the line at McDonald's or you order something, they're like, oh, sorry, the ice cream machine's broken. I feel like that's Brody. And then, and then it'll be, it'll be straight, it'll work for a couple days, and then it'll just fucking fall off and be broken again. And he always, like, you can see him, like, the first day, he may be up there. Boring, fucking, especially without the caramel sauce. They used to be called apper dippers because they had, dip, they got caramel sauce with them, and then they decided to go all healthy with it, not give you the caramel. Um, 
bland, boring. Only children really eat it. Apple dippers. Emerson Keith, like, like, like I forget McDonald's has apple dippers. I forget about Emerson Keith. That's fair. That that that's valid. I will say though that the one I, I go back to the sauce. I used to dunk my chicken nuggets in the caramel. Damn! You that would be my sauce to go to, but there you go. rid of them. No more caramel sauce. A little upsetting. This one I think actually could be a sponsorship. Like I think this one looks so great. There is a select few forty-year-olds, drunk white dudes that fucking love the McRib, and guess what? They also love Garrett Gersey. Like I think this this is like the one where you look at fucking Garrett Gersey and you're like McRib, <laughs> McRib. <laughs> He just looks like a McRib fucking guy. He I just can't like believe I can't believe you said this looks good with like a picture of the McRib on there. It looks like something that came out of a toilet, man. I'm sorry. Like, they never put it together good. This this might be like this might I'll go back to the McRib because this might be like a problem. Like I'm having past memories because one of my like I used to work with a dude that fucking loved the McRib. Like was so excited it was going coming out and like had the day marked in his calendar. He's like, oh, it comes out this day. So the day before, I go into a McDonald's and I see McRibs back on the thing. I'm like, you guys serving the McRib today? And they're like, yeah. So I bought it and ate it in front of me before he could get one. I'm like, yeah, I don't even like the McRib. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> he was so upset. And you want to know what? Kind of looks like a Garrett Gerthy fan. But <laughs> he loves the toy. It's the only thing he can order because of the prodigy not paying him. And he has to make sure he eats his apples before he gets to open the toy. And he's a child. Cannon Burr, Happy Meal. Fucking. He's the only child on the course. I got to give him the Happy Meal, of course. Cannon Burr. Right. That's true. It's true. It's also At, To be honest, Happy Meal, low-key fucking. When I was like your guys' age, Happy Meal was a lot cheaper. Low-key, man. Get the cool toys, too. It's dope. <laughs> The cool toy is a staple, I feel. Yeah. I All got right. one for you guys, too. I got a food item. Okay. I'm going to let you guys pick which pro it would be because I just oh. thought about it right now. Okay. The Shamrock Shake. I thought of it because of McRib. Oh, Shamrock Shake. On the spot. Uh, I don't know. It's not really a – Big thing. germ. Big germ? Shamrock Shake? Yeah. yeah. I, I, big germ's a good one. I'm trying to think because I like a ginger, like Irish – Freaking! You want to know what? That's Psy Girl. That's Psy Girl would be a good shamrock shake because it's fucking out there. Like, yeah, I, I, you're, you're asking the wrong person because I hate the shamrock shake. I hate mint and sweets together. I have a right. But one thing too, unfortunately, there is no list of the week this week. But I do want to highlight. Last week's, it was the longest bogey free streak, which we all said. So there you go for that one. We actually got a list right. So that is dope. We got one. No so unfortunately, no list of this week. However, we do have some putting puzzlers coming at you. Putting puzzlers. Puzzling thoughts from the course. To all stick right. on what Drew was just doing, we're about to just continue that. All right. Yeah. So they're doing what – Menu item to these pros order. First, we'll go with what item does Garrett Gerthy order? I don't know about you guys, but I feel like he gets an item off the secret menu. I feel like he absolutely devours the Mick Gangbang. I feel like that guy just I feel like that's his go-to. I, I, I could see, I can, I could see him getting the Mick Gangbang. Like I, the Mick Gangbang is like a Mick Chicken and a. McDouble, I think together. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's in yeah. between oh, the I, McDouble too. So you got the the two patties yeah. on top of the chicken. I, I can definitely see him. Make, I can also see like him just getting like what my buddy used to get for uh, for breakfast. He'd get four burritos. He'd get a steak, egg, and cheese bagel, and he'd get uh, two hash buns because he ordered the burrito meal. So I think him like he'd go something like that. Does I see Garrett Gerthy, if he's going to McDonald's, he's going super fucking hard. No, see, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking he's one of those guys that goes for, like, the Big Mac and the Nuggets. Like, he's not getting, like, he's getting, like, double dipping somewhere. Yeah, the, the Big Mac meal, large, with fucking 20-piece Nuggets. 
Yeah. All right. Like that, that's like a Gary Gerthy meal. Calvin Heimberg. I don't know, like when I see Calvin Heimberg. Personally, what I vibes I'm getting, he goes chicken nuggets with no sauce. <laughs> I no. I honestly think any anything he's eating, it's plain. Like plain cheeseburger, no ketchup, no mustard, no onions, no nothing, just meat, cheese, and fucking bread. Chicken sandwich, same thing. I was just saying the same thing. I think this guy gets the uh, double uh, cheeseburger meal. You know, a little oh, they, cheeseburger. Wait, the two cheeseburger meal? That, that's what this guy gets. I feel okay, like he two cheeseburger meal. I, 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 you still I, get the fries and the drink, but I mean, I, the burgers are Yeah. I'm, I like the two cheeseburger meal. Um, he also does half Coke, half Diet Coke. That's just weird. I've never heard that been ordered ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> James Conrad or orders the hotcakes and sausage. He only goes to pre- he only goes for breakfast and he just gets the hotcakes and sausage. That's and black coffee. I, I see the coffee. I just I'm trying to think of another like he. Like, I feel like he would just go to McDonald's for breakfast. I don't know. He seems like a 6 a.m. up, like, in the morning guy gets, like, a coffee and, like, an egg McMuffin. Maybe just a hash brown. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, he he just gets pancakes and stuff. Like, he's eating pancakes, so it's not like he's eating fucking. I just feel like he wouldn't eat the other food. I don't know why I feel that. I just feel it. I feel like like James Conrad goes there. He orders confidently the dry-ass biscuit breakfast sandwich. The, The fucking... The dry biscuits, like oh, and sausage. You want to know what? You want to know what doesn't make that dry? I'm gonna teach you something. This is what this is what my mom does. She gets uh grape jelly. And she puts grape jelly on the biscuits and then has it as a sandwich. It's fucking a game changer. It's delicious. But we've done that. I got a game. I saw a fucking article that says this company has less disc golf courses or has less franchises than this disc golf courses. So I made. Who uh it's called who has more or what has more, something like that. I don't know. Which has more? Are there more disc golfers, disc golf courses in the United States or in McDonald's? Or McDonald's there's McDonald's is McDonald's. I feel like McDonald's by a lot. I feel like that's the only answer is McDonald's. Yes, McDonald's McDonald's is the right answer. All right. Are there more disc golf courses or BPs? BP gas stations. I'm sticking with BP gas stations. True. I don't know because you have Shell and Mobile and and all that. No, stuff. I'm gonna go with this. you didn't. You didn't have like Burger King went like dude. The, no, know. I know. I'm saying there's probably more. It's not just all gas stations. I'm gonna go disc golf courses. That was my logic. Yes, dude. disc golf courses is right. There are more shells than disc golf courses though, but there are more disc golf courses than BPs. Next one, disc golf courses or Taco Bell's. I'm going to go with Taco Bell on this one. I feel like every town has one. I'm going with Taco Bell Bell as well. You would be wrong. There are more disc golf courses than Taco Bells. Wow. Are there more disc golf courses than there are H&R Blocks and Buffalo Wild Wings? I feel like combining them makes it more than disc golf courses. So I'm going to go H&R Block and Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to stick with disc golf courses. I feel like you're just trying to – is actually more H&R Blocks and BWWs. Damn. But if you take out California, H&R Blocks in California, there would be more disc golf courses. They Damn. are literally, it's it's <laughs> wow. like not even a thousand difference. Are there more disc golf courses or Dunkins? Drew, go first. I'm going to go with disc golf courses. I don't see a lot of Dunkins. Yeah, well, I saw the article, so it's disc golf no, courses. This is the actual one. <laughs> there are 9,465 disc golf courses in the United States. Are the, Here's a question. Are there more disc golf courses in the United States or disc golf courses in the rest of the world? That's tricky. Honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like United States has the most established disc golf community. United but, States. Yeah. It's not even close. We have like eight thousand more disc okay. golf courses. I would say there's probably one wouldn't be like the Paul McBeth Foundation. I feel as a like yeah. That's for this. That all right. So which has more? We're doing Illinois versus Wisconsin. Um, which has more disc golf courses, Illinois or Wisconsin? I'm gonna let JK go first on this one. I want to hear what he says. 
I feel like I'm going to go with Illinois. I feel like there's been longer disc golf courses in Illinois, and I feel like they just had a younger start and just expanded was huge. See, personally, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, but that's because that that's all I've known. I've only played one disc golf course in Illinois, but there are 335 disc golf courses in Illinois. There are 424. In oh, wow! All right, damn. are there more 18 hole courses in Illinois or Wisconsin? Illinois. I feel like Illinois. Illinois has 137. Wisconsin has 164. Oh my gosh! Wow. Which 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 state has more leagues? I feel like Madison. I feel like just off of Madison alone, in like Milwaukee, I feel like leagues. I don't know. That could be be wrong. I feel like no. I feel like there's a lot of leagues like in those areas. I feel like I'm gonna go Illinois because I'm thinking like those are definitely like popular areas, but like. Juliet, Lockport, that, that's like a disc golf area. And I feel like there's so many like just expansions from there. I'm going with Illinois. There are 70 more leagues in Illinois than there are in Wisconsin. Wow. There's 184 in Illinois and only 114 in Wisconsin. And last question, which has more stores, Wisconsin or Illinois? <laughs> I'm going to go Illinois because I said Illinois every other answer. So I'm just going to stick with it. I guess I'm going to go with Wisconsin. I've never been to a store in Illinois. Uh, it has almost 30 more disc golf courses than Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's is more like spread out and more. That's why you have less leagues and less. But I thought that was kind of a fun little thing. But, yeah. The, so we almost have seven. We almost have 800 disc golf courses in between Wisconsin and Illinois. And there's like 1,500 in the rest of the world besides the United States. That is that's kind of nuts, yeah. actually. Damn, we're we're in a good disc golf area, even though we can't. It sucks to play like half the year, but yeah, still. but yeah, but that doesn't mean like I I would love to go into it and see if like check like California and see if California has more state more disc golf courses than the rest of the world. I would like how many cor- how many courses are in fucking Alaska? Like even like Rhode Island, how small it is. And and uh, Hawaii, like how small like they are, like how many? I know Hawaii's like three islands. That's yeah, I've looked at I've looked at the ones in Alaska because I'm actually going to go on a cruise up there. Got a disc golf, but like there's it's not very spread out. It's just very heavy in a couple areas. Yeah, that well because that's Wisconsin's only populated in a couple areas. <laughs> so guess what? That's probably where the disc golf courses are. Yeah, like like let's not put a disc golf course where anybody is. We got any more puzzlers? Guys. We're actually going to wrap up this oh, episode of the podcast with another Rate That Ace coming at you guys from Disc Golf List. So here you guys go for the video. So hopefully you were able to see that it was kind of hard with the farther it went, but it was kind of I I actually have no idea I should ask like the details like length disc or any of that, yeah. but it seemed like uh, like a two hundred fifty I'll give them like a little bit of extra on that like a putter shot straight out you kind of saw like the fall flight directly in the chains thumbs up reaction. yeah it, um yeah I think we're giving like that's definitely a B tier B C plus tier fucking I'm uh, cool with the. T- Camera, the thumbs up. I think that's a baller move, personally. Yeah, I think that gets an extra grade. And, and like, yeah, and the thumbs up. And it's not his first ace. Like, I want more. Mm-hmm. Like, like judging from the first, going off the first one. Like, I want it's your first. Like, he's been there before. His kids fucking. Yeah. Like, I like this kid walking in the shot. That that was a good, good little add on to it. So it's definitely a B tier ace. Like, even like, I even the environment. It it it's nice. It's not fucking. Winter with snow on the ground, it looks Easter, prettier. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks it, it, it looks like a prettier shot. It looked like nice layout. It's definitely a B tier, B B tier. I love. I I can't wait to see more of these. I'm like, just so now you guys know what I look for. Look, make it a good environment. Make sure the sun's out. Maybe have a fucking little kid walk by. Maybe have a dog take a shit after you ace. Cause fucking that'll give you more points with me. There you go. I don't know, maybe if you have an like, ace enough that's like cool enough, we'll send you some swag. I feel like we had a little, a little bit of incentive. 
But you have to impress Disc of Jesus. That's the only way you're going to get anything cool. So if you have an ace, make sure to send it in somewhere on the Disc of world, the JK Disc of. Get to us, tag us in it. Definitely want to see more people joining the ace gang. But I think that's going to wrap wrap up episode 106 of Kirby's Disc of world. If you guys want to stay tuned for the full Las Vegas challenge, make sure to head over on Disc of world and all social media platforms to stay up to date on that. If you enjoyed Editor Drew, make sure to drop a comment for him. Make sure to comment more videos. Thanks, Eddie. That's a great. This guys, see you next time.